this is Rob Coburn, and we are excited that you're joining with us today. If you're a part of the Summit Dover family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at the Summit Dover on all social media outlets and on our website, thesummitdover.com. We can get you plugged into our app or our YouTube channel, as well as giving options and opportunities to connect with the Summit Dover family all around the world. I hope this word today encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump into the message. But as you've seen in probably some of the marketing this week, we're starting a new series called Stand. Never probably before in my life have we been in a place as Americans where, uh, American Christians, where we need to stand. Uh, we need to stand on what the Lord has spoken in his word. We need to stand on what the Lord has spoken through his prophets. We need to stand and not be shaken in this season. And as I was praying through this, and I actually told some of my intercessors in the, in the house this week that this week was a different week for me, that I felt like I was going to be in a different role. And, uh, and it just so happens that I will be. Um, I didn't know what that looked like, but um, it's exciting to be here this morning. And we are going to welcome um, a friend of the house. I would say family of the house. Um, and we were in the prayer room earlier uh, with Pastor Sean, and um, we were just praying about what God would have done today and, and what he would do and that we would be open to hearing. And we prayed over him and his wife and their ministry and what God is calling them to do in this next season. And, uh, and it, just, it, it was just family time. It was family time. And, uh, and so I, I am excited that I get to be the pastor today and open the door of the sheepfold for a friend and a brother to come and minister to us uh, what the Lord has laid on his heart. And he's going to explain what God's calling him to and where he's going. But we're just happy that you're here, Pastor Sean, and, that, and your family, and that we can, um, we can partake in what God is pouring into you. And, uh, and hopefully today, as we receive what, you're, what God is going to share through you, that we can be an encouragement to you. So for all of you joining us online, if you want to follow this man and what he's doing, you can go to seanarcherministries.org, and you can actually uh, submit some questions, and, and we'll make sure that they get to him as he's building what God's called him to do. So would you stand and welcome Pastor Sean this morning? Hallelujah. I'm on. It's good to be here this morning. It's a privilege to be here this morning. Uh, this is a, uh, it's a miracle that I'm here this morning because I was supposed to be somewhere else. <laughs> uh, we had uh, some issues with the church I was going to yesterday and they called me late yesterday afternoon and said, need to reschedule some things were going on. So I said, that's fine. And of course, a little disappointed. <clears throat> so in the meantime, Pastor Rob texted me and said, I'm praying for you for tomorrow. <clears throat> just believing the Lord's going to just do some mighty things. I texted him back and said, I appreciate it more than you know, but they had to cancel and <laughs> postpone the meeting. So the Lord led him. He said, why don't you come over here tomorrow, tomorrow morning and speak? And I said, we're going to work some things out on my end. And lo and behold, here I am. <laughs> so... <laughs> But the most important thing is, the most important thing is, Jesus is here. Yes. 
So I want you to do me a favor and do the Lord a favor. Forget about yourself. Forget about me. And this is welcome the Holy Spirit here. I know he's here already in a wonderful way. But I'm just, I'm just waiting on the Holy Spirit to hear this morning because you know, so many times we get caught in a rut. And the Lord's been teaching me the last year or so, just wait on me. So this morning, he's telling me, he said, just wait. So we could just lift our hands for a moment and just... Uh, you don't have to wait this morning till after we're done preaching the word to receive anything from the Lord. You can receive from Him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That blessed anointing is already beginning to flow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Those of you watching us at home, I want you to believe God. Wherever you are this morning watching, I want, to, I want you to believe God this morning. That the Lord is going to touch you right where you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is thank you, Master. Thank you, Master, for your presence here today. Thank you, Master, for your precious presence here this morning. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you here. Holy Spirit, this place and this service this morning, as Pastor Rob, Rob has said, we dedicate this service to Jesus this morning. We dedicate this service to Jesus this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you this morning. We worship you. We just worship you this morning, Lord. We worship you, Jesus, this morning in this place. We worship you, O Son of God, in this place this morning. We worship you, Jesus, who lives forever and ever. We worship you, Jesus, O precious Son of Man, precious Son of God, we worship you this morning. We worship him who lives forever and ever. We worship you, Jesus, who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We worship you, Jesus, who is still the same, who has not changed. You cannot change. It's impossible for you, Master, to change. We worship the same Jesus who walked the seashores of Galilee, 
who heal the sick, open blinded eyes, cause the deaf to hear, cleanse lepers, raise the dead. Is the same Jesus we serve today and the same Jesus we love today. And Lord, this morning, Lord, we want to tell you, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We want to tell you today, Lord, there's no one like you. There's no one like you. There's no one like you. Saints of God, he's the most fascinating person we'll ever meet in our lives. He's the most fascinating person we'll ever meet in our lives. There's no one as beautiful as him. There's no one as lovely as him. There's no one who is, he's beyond description. He's beyond description. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you right now are feeling the presence of God all over you right now? Father, we pray this morning. Whatever needs are present here this morning. Father, we believe you this morning for healing for your people this morning. Healing for your people this morning. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, you are healed. How many of you sensed that this morning as I just, as I just prayed? You just felt the presence of God go all over you. How many of you this morning are believing for a miracle this morning? How many of you have already, how many of you right now have already received a touch from the Lord? Just wave at me. What was you, brother? Your back. Is it, do you, you have pain in your back? Do you still have pain? You don't. When did it leave? You don't remember, but the pain's all gone. Anybody else? See, I don't need to lay hands on you. I don't need to lay hands on you. Jesus is laying his hands on his people. And he's teaching me even more. He says, I want to touch my people. There's nothing wrong with laying on of hands. But I love it when Jesus does it all by himself. Because no one will say when they leave here, well, Pastor Sean, pray for me. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm, who else, other than our brother here, who else? You, you, you just know the Lord has done something for you already. Just wave at me. 
Thank you, Jesus. Don't you love Jesus this morning? Thank you, Jesus. I'm just really... <laughs> I'm attempting to open the word, but he's, 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 I just sense the Lord now saying, just wait a minute. Aren't you glad he's in charge and we aren't? worship you. <clears throat> we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship This is your service, as you know, these are your people. These are your people. And Lord, this morning, Lord, we just honor you. The atmosphere is changing. <clears throat> worship him. In Mark chapter 6, you don't have to turn over, I will stay in attitude of worship here for a few, for a little bit longer, but Mark 6, 56 declares, as many as touched him, as many as touched him, were made perfectly whole. As many as touched him, they were made perfectly whole. Well, Pastor, how do I do that? We touch him with our love. We touch him with our faith. We touch him with our worship. And the word of God declares, as many as touched him, they were made perfectly whole. So this morning, just for a few more, why don't, we just, why don't you just lift up your hands this morning and just touch him.
just touch him. Just touch him. As many as touched him were made perfectly whole. He's the source. He's the source. Everything, everything that you need flows from him. He is your salvation. He is your deliverance. He is your joy. He is your peace. He's your strength. He's your wholeness. Jesus. 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 And he wants to make himself this morning more real to you than anybody else. He wants to make himself more real to you than anyone else. To know his blessed reality. To know his blessed reality in our lives is the most precious thing. We can live without a lot of things, but we cannot live without the consciousness of the presence of Jesus in our lives. We can live without a lot, but we cannot live without the consciousness of the presence of Jesus in our lives. Hallelujah to the Lamb of Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to stay in an attitude of worship if you would. Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 8. Again, I, do, I want you to stay in attitude of worship. This is, we're standing on holy ground here this morning. This is holy ground. 
Matthew 8 verse 1 declares when he had come down from the mountain <clears throat> great multitude followed him and behold a leper came and worshipped him a leper came and worshipped him saying Lord if you are willing you can make me clean but listen to what he said he said if if you are willing if you are willing and immediately immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and he said I am willing I am willing be cleansed why he wants to remove all of the ifs with I will I will my heart has been for 26 years has been this I want people to see the real Jesus people the world needs to see the real Jesus the world needs to see the real Jesus not some manufactured Americanized version I want people to see the real Jesus for themselves can you can you just see Jesus doing that immediately stretching his hand out saying I will be healed the willingness of him if you ever wanted to know the will of God Jesus Christ is the will of God in action this is the truth he is the will of God in action when Jesus was on this earth he was an extension of the Father he was an extension of the Holy Spirit when Jesus was touching the lives of humanity it just wasn't Jesus it was the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit reaching his hand out to humanity the most amazing thing and the most precious thing about the gospel is this fact alone in the grand scheme of things it was God who stretched his hand out first to humanity the humanity didn't stretch their hand out first God stretched his hand out first to a lost and dying humanity and said whoever wills grab hold of my hand whoever wills grab hold of my hand on that precious cross 
God stretched his hand out to humanity. Even when they wanted nothing to do with him. Because Romans 5 says, while we were still yet sinners, Jesus died for you. He died for you. He didn't wait until he cleaned you all up. And No, while we were at our lowest, while we were at our darkest, while we were at the very depth, and Ephesians 2 says, we were dead men. See, this is something, this is something that most people don't want anything to do with. But the reality is this, before Christ, we were dead. We were, one translation says, we were corpses. Brother, that's hopeless. You can't get any more hopeless than that. We were dead. But thank God. Thank God. He came to make dead men live again. He came to make dead men live again. It's not just about forgive me of my sins. It's about making dead men and women alive again to him. Oh, hallelujah. Can we just lift our hands and bless him? And he goes on to say in Matthew 8, he says, go make sure you tell no one about this, but go, of course, go to Moses, go to show yourself to the priest as Moses has commanded you. Now again, for time's sake, I'm just kind of going through here, just giving some highlights, but again, you go to Matthew chapter 8, or Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. The censure, we've heard these stories for years, I know we have. But the reason I'm sharing some of these this morning is this. I want people to see the willingness of the Lord to touch lives. The willingness of the Lord to touch his people. The willingness of the, because people, the, the fact is, he is more willing to touch you than you are to have him touch you. He is more willing to reveal himself to you than you are to have him reveal himself to you. That's the truth. So many times we think we have to beg God. You don't have to beg him. We're not called to be beggars. We are sons and daughters. Nowhere in that Bible does it say we are, we are not a beggar. We are a son and a daughter. We are covenant people. T.L. Osborne said an amazing statement once that I never forgot. He will heal his people because of a covenant. He will heal the unbeliever because of his mercy. And people, we are entering into a seat. We are, I think we're in, we're in the season now. 
where we are going to see people who have never known Christ whatsoever, that the Lord is going to stretch his hand of mercy upon them and they are going to be healed. Yes. And they are going to come to Christ after they receive their healing. Yeah. The centurion servant. Centurion, centurion came to the master and said, my master, my servant is home lying sick. Can you please come and heal him? Listen to what the Lord says. I'll go. There was no hesitation. He said, I'll go. But the, but the centurion said, Lord, wait, 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 just wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you don't have to come. You don't have to come physically to my home. All I need you to do is this, because I know authority. I understand authority, because I have those under me who are subject to me. All I need you to do is this, just speak the word. Just speak the word. And I know my servant will be healed. And he did it. Centurion goes back home. They come running out to him, met him on the way, said, you won't believe this. He's healed. Why? Because all he did was what? Speak the word. Just speak the word. Matthew 8, 14. Again, just giving you some highlights here. Matthew 8, 14. Jesus comes into Peter's mother-in-law's home. This is, amazing. this is an amazing portion of Scripture to me. Because Jesus goes into Matthew, the, Peter's mother-in-law. She's lying there sick of a fever. Now, listen. Now, I want you to see this. How, look how many times Jesus dealt with different people at, cer at certain times. To some people, he would say, stretch your hand out. To some people, he would say, touch my garments. Some people would do a physical act to receive their healing. But not in this case. Because Peter's mother-in-law, listen to this, was too weak to touch him. And I know some of you caught what I just said. He was, she was too weak to touch him. I'll never forget an a, a evangelist years ago who had, a, this is a true story, had a vision. And in this vision, she had a vision of three people who were praying at an altar. She goes up to the first individual in this vision and she gives him a great big embrace. He goes to the second person and just puts his hand on their shoulder. He gets down to the third person and just simply smiles at that last person. And the, person, and the lady who had the vision was very puzzled by this because she didn't understand why the first individual got an embrace and that last person only got a smile. And she questioned the Lord and said, Lord, I don't understand. And the Lord spoke to her and said these words, 
The first person that you saw was weak and they needed strength. The last person that you saw was already strong. All they needed from me was just a smile. People, he knows you so well. He knows the times when you can touch him and the times you are just too weak to touch him. But thank God we serve a master and we serve a Jesus who knows those times when we're too weak to touch him and guess what? He just stretches his hand out and touches you. He knows when we're weak in him and he knows those times when we just need all we need from him is just a smile and i guarantee you those of you those of you who've been saved a long time will know at any point in your life you're one of those three people And verse 16 declares, when evening had come, they brought to him. They brought to him. I'll never forget years ago, <clears throat> years ago, the Lord spoke, spoke this to my spirit and he said these words. He said, all I need you to do is this. Get people into a place where I can touch them. That's it. Just get people into a place. And I'm not talking about a building. You know what I'm talking about. Just get people into a place where I can touch them. They brought to him many who were sick, many who were demon-possessed. He cast out the spirits with a word and healed all, he healed all, he healed all that were sick. <clears throat> that it might be <clears throat> fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. He <clears throat> himself, <clears throat> he himself he himself we're talking about a person he himself bore took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses <clears throat> hallelujah can I use you for, and you, you stay different. I'm going to use your Bible. <clears throat> I'll never forget. Can you hold that for a minute? <clears throat> I'll never forget what the Lord showed this to me some years ago. This is a little illustration, very simple illustration of what this verse really means. See, Pastor Rob has that Bible in his hands. Now that Bible can represent many things. Sickness, pain, you can, you know, whatever, whatever your mind can, you, it, it, it's, it's his. The Lord is not going to come to Pastor Rob and wrestle that out of his hands. 
Because that's not who he is. Why? Because we, we have a free will. The Lord will never impose upon your will. He wants you to surrender your will to his. <clears throat> there can only be one will, yours or his. There can't be both. We surrender. This is what I want you to. This is what I want you. This is really. I think the Lord is going to speak this to some people. The Lord wants for some of you. All He wants you to do is simply surrender. What see? Whatever we minister will not benefit those who are hearing it unless they surrender. See, that's the biggest key is surrender. When we surrender to Him, it's the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. Think about that cross for a minute. That cross was a symbol of surrender. Yeah. Can I have a tissue, please, somewhere? Thank you. Think about this. The greatest battle that was ever raged for the souls of humanity was won by what? By surrender. And to some, and to many, and to, I think to all of us, all he asks you to do is just surrender. So Pastor Rob has that in his hands. And again, the Lord will not wrestle that from him. But all Pastor Rob has to do is this. Simply surrender that to him, which he has. Now, Isaiah, that verse we just read in Matthew 8, of course, is Isaiah 53. That verse is, this is what this verse illustrates. He came to bear our sicknesses and, and, and what? Our infirmity. So Pastor Rob gave me that. This is what Jesus does. This is what happened, in the, this is what happened at Calvary. Oh, hallelujah. This is what happened at Calvary. The great exchange took place. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. The great exchange took place. If you, we all know what exchange means. In order for me to be a beneficiary of an exchange, I have to give something away in order to receive something back. Oh, hallelujah. So Jesus came. And Pastor Rob, he surrendered that to the Lord. Now, this is what this verse in Isaiah means and in Matthew. He actually took it, turned away, and walked away with it. So, now look, Pastor Rob does not have it anymore. I have it. Why? Because I bore Jesus. I bore it myself. Those of you watching us this morning... There is, there is a place where your cancer has become his cancer. Your heart disease has become his. 
Your pain has become his. Hallelujah. The great exchange. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Can we just pray in the Holy Spirit for a minute? I just feel the, I just feel the atmosphere changing again. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Madra kura basiker nemen tokura basire manda bakapa mandereksi. Lord, we give you praise in this place. Lord, we give you praise in this place of worship this morning. We give you worship in this place this morning, Master. Because you're worthy, Master, of our praise. You're worthy, Lord, of our adoration. You're worthy, Jesus, of all the love that is due you. Where would any of us be this morning if it was not for the grace of Almighty God? The great exchange, the divine exchange. Isaiah 61 starts out, as we all know, verse 1, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He's anointed me to set the captives free. To announce a new season of acceptance. But as you continue to read Isaiah 61, it's a picture of the divine exchange. Pastor, what do you mean? When you read the scriptures in that precious verse, Isaiah 61 declares, He'll give you beauty for ashes. He'll give you the oil of joy for mourning. He'll give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Well, what is that? It's a divine exchange. All you do is give him that and he gives you what he has. Not that what he has. He gives you what he is. Oh, I'm about to explode here this morning. Jesus never once said, I have. I am. Because if I have it, someone gave it to me. He is, I am. I am wholeness. I am deliverance. We're not looking for things. We're looking for a person. His name is Jesus of Nazareth. You give him your brokenness and he'll give you his wholeness. Listen to this, all of you who've been saved and all of you those watching. Listen to this. The message of the gospel is this. You don't have to clean yourself up first and then come to Christ. 
The message of this gospel is this. You come just as you are. Come tired. Come broken. Come confused. Come with all your questions. I don't care how you come, just come. Because when you come, I'll take care of everything else. The message of the gospel is still this, just as I am, without one plea, but only that thy blood was shed for me. That's the message of the gospel. Where, where has anything else that, that this, this is contrary to that is not the gospel. He said, just come just as you are. You can't fix yourself. Only he can fix me. The most, I think the most, the most important thing any of us can do is to realize I can't do it. I can't do it. And the Lord will whisper back to you and say this, that's all I need to hear. When you admit you can't do it, guess what? God, I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit is so strong here. <clears throat> Matthew 9, I'm about ready to close. Well, not close, but I don't want to, I don't want this to end, to be honest with you. <laughs> really, what, what, what else is there? What else is there? Smith Wigglesworth said one time, he said, I wouldn't trade the anointing of the Holy Spirit for all the riches in Los Angeles. Why? Because it's priceless. The anointing he's placed upon every one of you is priceless. Do you know why it's priceless? Because it was purchased by this. We would never know the anointing of the Holy Spirit like we do corporately and the presence of God like we do here this morning if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus. <clears throat> Matthew 9, again, very familiar story. But I think the Lord wants to reintroduce himself to some people. Matthew 9. Jesus, of course, is a local home. Crowd was too large, they couldn't get in. Most people would hop in the car, drive home, 
We'll wait till the next time. But something about these people, these group of men was this. They were not going to let that opportunity pass them by. So they said, you know what? We can't get in the front door. So we'll make our own door. <laughs> we'll make our own. So, hopped on the roof. Dug out a hole. They began to lower the man down on a rope in his mat. Now I want you to see something about the Lord. The moment Jesus saw this man being lowered down from this roof, the first words of Jesus was this. He said, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Before the man could ever utter a word, the Lord was willing to do what? You're forgiven of all your sins. Why? Pastor, why are you sharing all this? Because he's willing not only to heal, he's willing to forgive. So many times Christians have this idea in their minds of Jesus who's, who's up there at any moment ready to club them because they made a mistake. That's not the Jesus I serve. That's not the Jesus that I love. He is more willing to forgive you. You know what he does whenever time we make a mistake or we fall? Guess what he does? Come on. Hurry up. Come on, come on. Put, let's put this under my blood quickly. Get on the way. <clears throat> because saints of God, this is something else I want, you to, I want to leave with you. The blood of Jesus Christ. Listen to me in your homes this morning. The blood of Jesus Christ has not only made a way to, for God to forgive you, the blood of Jesus Christ has completely wiped away every trace of that sin in your life. Think about this. You do not have a past. Pastor, I never heard such a thing. That's what the Bible says. I'll give you, I'll, we'll go to Old Testament, Isaiah 43. Before the cross ever came on the scene, Isaiah 43, I believe, says, I'm going to blot out your sins so I don't remember them anymore. That was Old Covenant. That's not even the new yet. How much more today? The blood of Jesus Christ, Paul said in Hebrews 9.14. How much more shall the blood of Christ? Some of you right now are getting set free from your past. Because the enemy is constantly reminding you of your past. You need to remind him, I don't have a past. I, this, this, is, this, is, this is the gospel. 
Jesus did not simply put a spiritual band-aid on you and said, you're good. No. He completely wiped away your past under the blood. If you were to ask God, do you remember? He'll say, I have no recollection of that. Why? He's God. He's the only one who can forgive and forget. Well, how can he do that? He's God Almighty. The blood of Jesus Christ is that powerful. Where it can take the past of a man or a woman and completely erase it from eternity. That's the power of the blood of the Lamb. It's not just forgiveness, and thank God for forgiveness, but He completely removes the very memory from Him. Where He can look at you and say, You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Why? Because He's all my righteousness. He is all my righteousness. I did nothing to earn my righteousness. Jesus is, when he walked into your life, this is all my righteousness. This is all my righteousness. Wonderful Lord, We just love you this morning. And Father, we humbly come before you. And without arrogance, and Lord, you know my heart, I wasn't preaching my gospel. I was preaching your gospel. And your word says, I will confirm my word with signs following. All I need you to do is preach my word. I'll take care of the rest. It's one of the things about ministers. Sometimes they want to make something happen. Guess what? I can't make anything happen. It's not by might. It's not by power. By my spirit, saith the Lord. He's the one. The Holy Spirit is the one who makes Jesus a reality to us. He's the one who makes, a rea- makes him so real. He makes him so real to you. Father, we just worship you. Father, in the presence of angels this morning, we worship him. Don't you sense right now a holy atmosphere? 
Don't you just sense that there's like a holy reverence for him? Why is that? Because we've been talking about him. And guess what? When you talk about him, guess who shows up? The Holy Spirit shows up. Because he came, John 16 says, Jesus said, He'll honor me and he'll glorify me. He'll honor me and he'll glorify me. He will honor only me and he'll glorify only me. So Holy Spirit, this morning we ask you that you would glorify Jesus in our midst. May he be glorified in this place. May he be glorified in this place. we rebuke sickness in this room those of you watching me us we rebuke that sickness I rebuke that sickness I rebuke the pain I rebuke this morning every sickness and pain in your people. In the name of the one whose I am and whom we serve. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's flowing, people. It's flowing. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. How many of you sensed something as, I, as we prayed? Just wave at me. How many of you sensed something as we prayed? Thank you. You, Chris, did you, Chris, what did you feel? What's that? Not really a heavy in a bad way, but... Good way. <laughs> Why don't you stand up for a minute? Father, we thank you for your presence, Lord. Oh, my Lord, we're both going to go down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you enjoyed today's message, I would like to encourage you to like it and share it on all social media platforms or jump on the website, thesummitdover.com or the app and click the giving link and help us continue to share the message of the kingdom across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.